Broadcasting from the Bet MGM Studio, it's time for Inside the Jets. Presented by EY, building a better working world. Now, here's Bart Scott and Dan Grossa. And welcome to Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Gross and Bart Scott, back from the bye week. Did you miss us? What's going on, buddy? Did you miss me? Did you miss us at all? <laughs> I mean, it feels like we haven't been here in ages, but it's good to be back here. And seven-game stretch, rest of the way, got to finish strong, right? Yeah. What did you do for your bye week? Nothing. Oh, work. That's right. <laughs> so Nothing. We had, a, we had a bye from the Jets, but we didn't have a bye Just from the Jets. Just bye from the Jets, but everything else was I'll tell you what, man. Standard. I'll tell you what. What I'm looking forward um, to is – how they come out? Do they come out rejuvenated, refreshed? Sometimes you got to get away from the, from the game. Now, I wonder how guys were able or chose to, to clear their minds. If guys left, I know it was difficult because you have to quarantine coming back. You know, well, you what, couldn't go anywhere, right? They have to get tested every day. Right, that's so, what I'm saying. So I wonder what they did. Maybe they went to the Poconos, maybe did some fun stuff like that. But it was good to, to also, another thing is good to watch football. You know, when you're not playing, you're able to watch football and be a fan. And sometimes you get a greater perspective when you're watching football and some things kind of resonate, some things pop into your head like, oh, that's what's going on. Because when you're playing every week, you're too close to it. But when you're able to step back with that bye week, you're able to rejuvenate yourself. And you're also able to get an idea of what's going on and what's trending in the league at some future opponents. But, you know, you think about that, though, and that's one way of looking at it. Some player, like if you're a football junkie, you're going to watch the games. But others, all right, you're going hard nine weeks plus training camp. You might just want to completely just free your mind from football. Maybe some guys decide, you know, I'm not even going to watch the games on Sunday. I just need a complete reset, come back strong. You're probably different, though. You watch games well, on your well, bye well, week, right? Well, I think, I think everybody's going to watch the f- football. Mm-hmm. Now, where you, you know, remove yourself from it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, it's like, okay, let me get back into the groove. Let me right. start ramping back up. So, you know, you, you remove yourself from it. You, you don't have to worry about game plans. You don't have to worry about practice. You try and get a light jog and maybe spend some quality time with the family and be able to, you know, you know, because you've been away from them and been isolated from them. So now this is an opportunity to kind of catch up on some honeydew list stuff, kind of relax. And then, you know, the difficult part is, you know, if you couldn't go out, a lot of times guys would want to go to like spas and stuff like that. But those things aren't really available. So you got to try and do your maintenance on your body. And the crazy thing is what people don't realize, actually, when you rest, that's when all the scar tissue settles because it's not moving every day because you're not practicing. So you have to be very careful that you make sure that you continue to run and flush some of the scar tissue and keep the blood moving. But guys should come back and guys should, you know, be re-energized and say, you know what, this is the sprint to the finish. And let's see what we can do. You know, let's let's see what we can do. Guys are going to be playing for different reasons. Guys are going to be playing for their teammates. Guys are going to be playing for future contracts. Guys are going to be playing and fighting for the opportunity to stay in this league. 35% of this, you know, most teams have 35% turnover every year. You would think this year with the Jets and maybe even more, they've already started to get rid of some some pieces as they continue to evaluate some of the young players. That's what I like about Monday night, and I know we wanted to touch about Monday night football. It seems like decades oh ago gosh, yeah. in which we talked about, you know, we didn't even, even analyze the game, but I think it was a lot of positive things that took place there. We got a, a chance to kind of see what this – you know, 2020 uh, rookie class looked like. I think they they didn't disappoint. You know, some are some are a little farther along in the process than others, but I thought all in all, I thought it was a great showing for you know for for Joe Douglas and what we were able to see. Now we hope the big fella, you know, were able to heal up. You know, we I, we really don't know where he is as far as the injury. Having some problems breathing. Or, what happened game, yeah. with, with breathing, the peck, and all that type of stuff. You know, so hopefully all is well there, and that week did him good. 
And now it's time to see Sam Darnold. You know, we saw Joe Flacco with those weapons. Now we want to see what Sam Darnold can do. We, I believe that Joe has a stronger arm, but I feel like uh, Sam Darnold um, can make more of those off-schedule plays because he's more elusive in the pocket. So you can generate big plays when you have those type of receivers with that type of catch radius to be able to separate down the field, and Mims continues to impress. It's the, that's the unfortunate thing, right? I think you hit on it, and yeah – 30-27 to 27 loss to the Patriots a week ago on Monday Night Football. There were a lot of good in that game. There was a lot of positives you take away, and we can hit on them here one by one. But I think starting out, the most unfortunate thing, I think, when you look overall and you're trying to make an evaluation about which direction this team is going to go moving forward here, the three wide receivers, the starting wide receivers, which we had been waiting for all season to finally be on the field at the same time. We got that on Monday night. But, and yes, Flacco played very well. But Sam didn't play. And then when you're trying to evaluate, okay, how is this going to look moving forward, you want to see those three guys out there with number 14 just to see yeah. how capable of an offense this could be. Because, hey, with Flacco under center, you saw each and every one of those three guys making plays. I yeah. mean, Perryman had the two touchdowns. Best game of the season for him. Crowder, even though he had a couple of grabs, but he made the toe-drag touchdown in the corner, which was yeah. a brilliant highlight real play. And Mims, again, just completely getting better, showing that confidence week in and week out you got to be excited if you're a Jet fan that now these weapons, when healthy, are able to be productive when they're given the chance. Well, now the pressure's on Sam Darnold because we saw those pieces look good with Joe Flacco. Right. We expect them to look better with Sam Darnold. We know that as soon as Sam Darnold's under center, you might as well just mark down five receptions for Crowder because that's his security blanket. Now let's see if he can get the other guys involved. Let's see if he can stretch the football field like Flacco was able to do and recognizing the one-on-one -on -one coverage and being able to put it into some, some very tight spots. You know, and that's what you want to see. You want to see that chemistry start to be developed because we know for a fact that Mims is going to be here next year. We know that Crowder's going to be here. We don't know about Perriman. He's a free agent. So I think Perriman wants to make sure that he can prove that he can play in this league and he can replicate what we saw well, in the second half with him with the Tampa Bay exactly Buccaneers. That's exactly it. He closed so strong last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, helped get him the deal here with yeah. the New York Jets. So you hope yeah. history can repeat itself, healthy, yeah. staying on the field. And, and, and just think, um, you know, one thing I, I, I just kind of picked up from watching football over the week is when you watch the young guys, you watch Kyler Murray, you watch um, – Oh, did he do something yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty little, special? A little, 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 little bit? Little well, I don't mm. know if he did something special. I don't know if Hopkins mossed three people. Hey. I think that was really – He was rolling special. to his left. He threw across his body 50 yards down the field and put it where his guy could get it. That was okay, a pretty nice okay, throw. Okay, and this guy got it. You know what I mean? I think, I think we, we're not giving enough credit to Hopkins and what he did. That was amazing that was a great what he play. did. You know, uh, but also, how about Houston not wanting that guy? Yeah, I mean, right? I think I think that's they, working out well for Houston, yeah, is it I, not? I think they just called O'Brien again and fired oh him twice. Oh my gosh! You know, and, and I tell you what, you look at um, Tua. Tua had his guy. You look at Herbert with Keenan Allen. You look at um, Josh Allen and what Diggs did before the Hail Mary or the Hail Murray. Diggs's catch is almost forgotten now right, because right, of that. Right. Yeah, you know, the Hail Murray. What it really, what really illuminated from that was that. Sam needs a guy. Yeah. And you look you look at what happens is like Sam needs a guy and you know next year Galladay is going to be available. You know Allen Robinson is going to be available. You know Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be available. And maybe some other players too that we don't know because right. again with the, the financial right, uncertainty the because and of we, COVID. We, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we see this happening in all other sports, right? Guys can't protect guys that they normally would because of the salary cap is right. coming down and because they don't anticipate having having fans in the stands so these small market teams can't compete. Well, Joe Douglas has done a great job in making sure that this team was healthy financially. So then you could get an opportunity to, to try and get some players that normally wouldn't be available, would never be exposed or vulnerable 
you know, in, in regular years, but we know 2020 hasn't been a regular year, so that means 2021 won't be at all either. So, I mean, you know, I was just pretty much looking at other other teams and looking at and putting together a grocery list about, okay. You're doing I'm your a, shopping. Yeah, there. I'm going to buy a little protein over here. Let's yeah. get some rough fish. Let's get some starches. Okay, and then let me get some desserts. For your Thanksgiving shopping list, it was like, oh, by the way, maybe let's take a look at some of these free agents that can help the team next year. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Inside the Jets broadcast from the BetMGM studio, plays your football parlays, props, and futures bets at BetMGM Sports all season long. Like you said, you know, you brought up the rookies. In this game. And yeah, Mims, of course, had himself a big game. We know that Makai Becton can do his thing. Other guys have had their chance. But I thought on Monday night, Ashton Davis also played his best game so far this season. He was very active. And look, now with Bradley McDougal's injury, he's going to get more reps the rest of the way here. You know, that phantom penalty call on him, the rough in the passer on Cam yeah, where yeah. he came blitzing. But I mean, that's the, I get it. That's the way football's played now. But I thought Davis was very active. And you hope you see him grow from that the rest of this season. Exactly. I mean, that's what I thought. We, I mean, I'm sure he would admit it too that he struggled against Kansas City to keep up with the speed and Which learn the angles. A lot of, of players the game. do. Yeah, well, just you know, I think because he he really didn't never saw that speed. Remember, he's a track guy, mm-hmm. so you would expect that his speed would translate to it. But it's nothing like being out there for real and seeing like how fast everything goes, how quickly you got to make decisions. You have to be decisive because if you think about it, you've already missed. You've already you've, you're already too late. And I thought maybe he learned those lessons from Kansas City and he pulled the trigger. He was faster. He was more instinctive. I think the game is starting to slow down, and that's great that we get to see seven games. So if you say, okay, if he if he's able to close it together, if he's able to pull it together, so now you talk about three impact players that you're going to have expectations for next year. Beckton, you expect to play at an All Pro level next year. Mims, mm-hmm. you expect to be, you know, a budding star or maybe like. He could potentially just be, start from the jump, right? right Get right. out there week but, one but, and have a full but, but, season. But, but, but second year progression, your expectations for With him. With a normal off season too, right. all these guys, which right. will help. So, so you're, you're anticipating that maybe he can be like proving that he's a, a, a solid number two, borderline pushing for number one receiver in this league. And you hope that Ashton Davis can be like a guy that can be, you know, have the knack for making big plays and be, you know, you know put more responsibility well, all these on. guys you know just the three that you named right and, and there could be others as right, well because i want to see cameron clark they're I, all I mean, going to be but those three that you mentioned they're going to be starters next year right they're basically starters now they're going right. to be starters next year and i'll tell you another guy too let's talk about bryce hall finally made his debut right. monday night closed out uh, i was waiting on, to see on the field late in the game this is a guy again i want to see what he can do for the next seven weeks of the season because exactly. this is a guy who would have been taken a lot higher in the draft had he not suffered that nasty knee injury back when he was in college exactly you know you you think about you know pool probably being a free agent again you mm-hmm. would hope that bryce hall can be that guy that can be that nickelback inside and maybe even compete for outside you know be that lockdown corner opposite of bless on you hope bless on can can step up but then it's going to be competition it's going to be the ability to go out and get some of these you know, lockdown corners that's going to be really made available. So, you know, that's what this is all about, right? This is Joe Douglas saying, okay, these, if I'm making a stew, these are the ingredients that I want, and these are the ingredients that I already have in my cupboard. These are the ones I got to go shopping for. You know, you look at a guy like Flacco, for example, and, and, you know, when we found out that he was going to be the one starting the game on Monday night, one of the things he was saying leading up to it was, well, you know, at least now I feel a little bit more comfortable in this offense as opposed to the two starts that he had previously. And, hey, it showed. I don't know if that was I'm just more comfortable with the system. Hey, I have the three starting wide receivers back at my disposal. Maybe you add all those things together. But you saw a guy who's a veteran in this league. You saw a guy who's a former Super Bowl MVP. And if gotta- Sam needs another week or two, 
the offense is in good hands here, I think. Yeah, you got to keep him as well. I think he's a guy that you re-sign and you try and figure out. I know Joe Flacco has aspirations of being the starting quarterback in his league. But he's a guy I think that you keep around because he's good for morale, whether that's Sam Darnold underneath center next year or someone else. Joe Flacco, you need to have in this league, you need to have a quality backup. And I think that he's a great backup that can come in and give you starting, you know, starting minutes, so to speak. And, and you know, I know he wants to be a starting quarterback in this league, but those opportunities are far and few in between. As you see yesterday with um, the Saints, you know, Drew Brees goes down and Jameis Winston has to come in and step up. If you lose your starting quarterback and Sam hasn't shown And their the gimmick quarterback is getting paid $17 million or whatever in guaranteed money in Taysom Hill, which is right, 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 right. Well, <laughs> well, our version of Brad Smith, remember, we, we, we started this. You know, we didn't pay Brad. Brad. We let him go, but we regretted yeah. it. And, you know, you know, kudos to them for recognizing his value. And well, a team like, brings. for instance, like, case in point, Pittsburgh's 9-0. Roethlisberger yeah. goes down. They're done. Exactly. They're toast. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. No, and that's, thank you. And there you go. You know, so that's so that's kind of what it is. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see how these guys come together. Let's see if you know they can continue to finish strong or try. And, you know, I think a lot of the effort that they that they've been putting in, they've been falling short. But I think a lot of the effort that they put in in, in the the energy in which they played with and execution and daring to be great really showed on Monday Night Football. You know, it was another guy too that I think stood out on Monday Night, and and this is a perfect example of guys auditioning for jobs, whether it's here with the Jets or with another right. team in Before the NFL. Before you go, are you going to my position? I am going to your position. Exactly. You want to answer the question? No, absolutely. He was all over the place. His hair was stringly. His he, hair was flopping all like over the place. talking about Harvey Longy, who's a great – because remember, game one in Buffalo this year, Cashman went down very early, and Harvey Longy basically played the rest of that game at the inside linebacker position, mm -hmm. made some plays in week one. Then he got hurt, and that set him back a few weeks. Now he's back, and – He popped. He popped. He's going to get a lot more looks here, and – I mean, you just see that he, he was like the Energizer Bunny. There was a play where he blitzed Cam Newton. Newton eluded the rush. And then you see, like, he runs back and makes the tackle 10, 15 yards down the field. The guy just never stopped. You want guys like that on your right. team, especially I, if you're having a bad year and you want to make sure that you finish strong. I promise I'm not trying to, like, stand on Longy. Well, I'll say it wrong. I'm not trying to stand on his shoulders to push myself up. Mm -hmm. But when I watched him play, mm -hmm. he reminded me so much of my situation. Uh, when I got my opportunity and the type of so there's nothing wrong with that and the type of energy, well, because I never want to make it about me, but I you I, never make it about you. No, 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 no. But it's a good comparison, right? Because you waited. You got you were undrafted. Yeah. You waited. You got a shot, and to your credit, you made the most of it. And there's a lot of other guys and, who've done the same and thing. I got and my you know first, and Maybe this is Harvey Longy's and, chance. And I got my first start win, Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And guess when it was? It was holiday. It was Halloween. So it was like it was this guy it, dressed up as a yeah, Ravens linebacker. Right, right. It, it, it was a, it, and that's what it was. It was yeah. like, oh my God, they're playing the Big Bad Steelers, and Ray Lewis has went down, and who's this guy, Bart Scott and Tommy Polly, going against Rome Bennis and and, and and Willie Parker? This is going to be a laugher. Fast and, Willie, and, 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 we, and we and we put in, we put in work that game, and I could see the desire in his eyes. I can tell in his body language because his his effort. And his speed was faster than anybody else's on the field. By a long and shot, And that's too. because I think he realized that he may not get another chance. And if he can, you know, push. And I know Hewitt has played well. But Hewitt is a little, little. you know, I know Longley is he's a little older because he went on a mission and all that type of stuff. So he's an older rookie. But the, it's a lot more tread left on his tires than, say, uh, a Neville Hewitt. So I think he can really, if he, if he continues to play like this on the way out, I think he can potentially push 
you know, Hewitt for when C.J. Mosley comes back to be the guy standing next to C.J. Mosley. Look, you can never have enough good football players. Yeah. I don't care, right? I mean, and, yeah. and, and, and See, goes, so, so I'm not saying you're 0-9. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. There's going to be some turnover for yeah. 2021. Yeah. You're not going to bring the same cast of characters back if it didn't work the first go-round. Change is inevitable, as you yeah. said, in the National Football League. So there is going to be change here. And case in point, whether it's him, whether it's somebody on the offensive side of the ball, if you're going to be given an opportunity over these next seven weeks, make the most of it because it could mean good things for you. Exactly. I mean, you know, like Wale Ogunglia told me something when I was really, er when I was really early in my process. He said – the NFL is the only place where a tiger can change his stripes. And just because you come in this league, whether you're Neville Hewitt or Yolongi, and you've been labeled as a special teams player, doesn't mean you have to stay one. All it takes is one opportunity, one chance. We saw that here with James Hedybow. We looked at him as just a special team player. Dig. But the Baltimore Ravens and the New England Patriots saw him as something else. So just because you, 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 you're branded with that scarlet letter, you know, and sometimes, you know, perception is reality, not all the time. Every once in a while, you can change that, right? And that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to say, who's going to say, you know what? I don't care that we're not going to the playoffs. I don't care what the record is. All I care about is the fact that I get an opportunity to play football and I get an opportunity to prove that I am what I say I am. That's what I love about football. You know what I mean? Because if you're a tough guy, and guess what? On Sunday, you get to prove it. Yep. If you're a baller, if you're a playmaker, you get to prove it. You know, so like it's like it's like that old uh, that song. If you if you if you are what you say you are, a superstar, they have no fear. The camera's here. So that's a beautiful thing about sports, right? It's a meritocracy. Exactly. You prove it. If you're deserving, if you're worthy, then you're going to get the shot, and that's how it should be. Exactly. And you know, like I said, you know, you know, like we say it all the time, and. Uh, I think I get it from Steve Williford. Steve Williford says, you know, what he loves about working out is the fairest thing in the world. Because it's Do you not, bench more than Steve Weatherford? If I wanted to. If you wanted to. Yeah. Did you want to back then when you guys were playing? When I was playing? I mean, I probably did lift more than yeah. then. But, you know, like now he's like a bodybuilder. He's yeah. probably eating all organic. You know, drinking Kale, chips. Yeah, yeah drinking, drinking protein and stuff like that. Avocado but, but, ice but, cream. But, you know, like. Every once in a while, I, I say, you know what, I want to look like that, and then I'll do it. Then I say, you know what, I like Reese cups and I like uh, chocolate covered almonds, and then I'll then I'll. How lose good it. are the Reese's cups? But but you know, I was you know, yeah, you know, um, he always said that the, the the you know it's the fairest thing in the world because it's rented, not not owned. Mm. So you know, you can have a spot on this team. It's it's a rented spot. Nothing's permanent. It's not, it's not owned, mm -mm. and you just want to renew your lease as much as possible because at the end of the day, all of us have one thing in common: we all get fired. Right. So I, what I love is what I want to see is I want to see one of these young guys, see who's going to dare to be great, who's going to step up, who's going to say, you know what, I'm going to take my spot because nobody giving me nothing, and I'm tired of being patient. Fair point. Got more to do here on Inside the Jets. When we come back, we'll be joined by a member of the Green and White. He's Bart Scott. I'm Dan Grassa. More to come on Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. And we welcome you back into Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Grassa and Bart Scott. And it's time now for our player guest segment, which is presented by EY, building a better working world. And we're pleased to be joined by Jets place kicker Sergio Castillo, who's nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. Sergio, Dan Grassa, Bart Scott, thanks for joining us here on Inside the Jets. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. First of all, uh, thank you all for having me here. So enjoyed our bye week, our time off, and, uh, you know, just glad to, uh, to get back onto this week and get back to work. You know, like we always used to say in the locker room, kickers have feelings too. Listen, we all have, we all have stories, right? 
And what's yeah. yours? Would you explain to us your story? Because you have a unique journey to this destination. Yeah. Um, so, man, it took me yeah, it took six years to, to, to finally make the dream come true. Uh, the past five years, I spent my, my time in the CFL from Hamilton to Ottawa to Winnipeg to this past season with the BC Lions. Uh, wasn't the XFL with the Houston Roughnecks till the whole COVID situation hit. Um, so, yeah, just been a journey, man. You know, wherever there's a, an opportunity, I try to take it and uh, just been very fortunate to be here. Now, tell people how difficult it is sometimes, you know, when your dream doesn't happen overnight. You know, the, the, the doubt that you have as a player and, you know, the outside forces that's telling you, hey, maybe it's time to move on and do something else. What kept you motivated and grounded and saying, you know what, maybe one day this still is going to happen and I'm not willing to give up yet? Yeah, it is very tough, especially when you hear from your own blood sometimes to tell you, hey, hey, junior, everyone back home calls me junior. The only time they call me Seth is when I'm in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes you hear, you know, I would hear it from my family and they'll be like, hey, junior, you know, it's, you know, why not just try go do, uh, you know, go teach or, you know, because that's why I studied to be a teacher. Right. Or, you know, just take kind of, I guess, like the easy route, you know, give up on the dream. And one thing that you got to understand is that that I had to understand is that dream was not given to them. So they did not understand the dream. So, and I think that's something that when you're trying to pursue this path of whatever your dream is, is you got to understand that dream, that seed was given to you. So it's up to you if you want to water it daily. And that's the beauty about life is that you have the power to do that, you know? And yes, there's going to be uh, circumstances. There's going, to be, there's going to be a lot of noise trying to tell you, hey, just give it up or a lot of reasons why not to do it. But um, one of the things that kept me going, to be honest, was a vision board. And in 2014, I got released by Atlanta and I went back to San Antonio. That's where I used to be training. And uh, I got a I got a, a job as a teacher's aide at Southside High School with my soccer coach, Coach Julian Thames. And he's like, hey, Serge, come work with me. You know, you can you can train here, you know, while you and you, you'll work with me, make a little money, keep the dream alive. And uh, but every day I had to take a, a an hour and 24 minute bus ride to work. So the bus. 100 will pick me up every day at 4:22 in the morning on the Bab on the corner of Babcock and Warsbach, and I will get to school at 5:46 a.m. I train for an hour 15, work throughout the day. After school, I would kick, and then I take the bus home. And people are brought into your life for a reason, season, or lifetime. A reason they give you a message or a lesson in life. Um, they're they're in your life for a season. You know, can be a season of a couple months. Um, a year or people brought into your lifetime. My bus driver, Mr. Fulton, was brought into my life for a reason to give me a message and for a short season of two to three months. And one day he told me, he, he asked me, Serge, why are you always carrying your footballs around you? You know, you I always see you with your footballs and your book bag. And I just told him, hey, I just got released by the Falcons, still trying to pursue the NFL. Um, same time I'm working, yada, yada, yada. He starts telling me his story. Come to find out, this guy was loaded. And, and I asked him, Mr. Fulton, no disrespect, if you have all this money, then why are you driving a bus at 3, 4 in the morning? It just did not make any sense to me. And he said, Serge, I do it for one reason only, is to motivate people. And at first I was like, respect. But then I'm like, nah, this guy's just messing with me, right? Mm -hmm. Fast forward a couple of weeks, go by a relationship. It's an hour and 24 minute bus ride, so there's nobody in the bus. There's only four or five of us. So I get to know Mr. Fulton quite a bit. One Friday, he's like, hey, Serge, here's my address. My family and I, we're going to have a dinner. You're more than welcome to come. I show up that Sunday. He had a huge house, 
like it was just enormous, like top of the line. So now he had my attention and he's like, and then I'm like, Mr. Fulton, teach me, feed me everything, you know, cause I was just, I was attracted to what, what he was saying. It was actually true. And he's like, all right, Serge, be ready tomorrow morning. So then he's like, Serge, what I want you to do is I want you to get a poster board and I want you to print pictures of your dreams and I want you to glue them in, uh, on that poster board. And I was like, is that it? He's like, just, yeah, just do that. I was like, all right, fine. So the top pictures I had is uh, the, the biggest, the, my biggest dream is, is uh, I had two pictures. I had two wedding rings and I had a picture of a cartoon and it's just people surrounded, you know, just having a good time. And I titled it Castillo's Family Reunion. And that's, uh, that's my biggest dream is to have a family because I grew up, you know, my dad wasn't really much in my life. I never knew what it meant to have a dad, uh, a male uh, figure at the dinner table. So that, 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 that's something I've always wanted to do. You know, I want to be a, I want to have a family. Second one, I put a picture of Matt Bryant and who used to be the kicker at the Falcons at the time and myself, you know, because he didn't crack the NFL till he was like 27 or 28. I'm like, that's a similar story that can be like mine. Uh, the third one was a uh, principal Castillo. So I put those pictures, right? The next morning I show up, I'm like, Mr. Fulton, here's my vision board. He's like, all right, sir, start explaining me this. It was, start explaining me all these, these dreams. As I'm telling them all these dreams, these negative thoughts just start creeping in the back of my mind. And, uh, you know, the first dream, you know, I want to have a family. The thoughts started coming up like, Serge, your dad wasn't in your life. Your mom's dad wasn't in her life. What makes you think that you're going to break that cycle? The second one, the NFL, there's only 32 jobs in the whole world, 32 teams. What makes you think you're going to be one of those defeating the odds? And the third one was Principal Castillo. I wanted to get my, my master's, but I didn't have a scholarship because I was already outside of school. It was like, how are you going to pay for that? And it's like Mr. Fulton could read my mind as that I'm telling them these dreams and I have these thoughts at the same time. And he said, Serge, the first thing you're gonna see when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you're gonna see before you go to bed are those dreams. And it's gonna remind you who are you going to become on bad days? Cause you're gonna have them, so don't act surprised. So honestly, that's what, other than having key people in my life as my mom, my girlfriend, Adriana, and you know, I have close friends, that vision board is what kept me going because that's what fed me in the morning and that's what fed me at night so every time i went to bed i couldn't i could i was just so excited to wake up the next morning to get to work you know and every day i saw that and i print and i kid you not i printed out an nfl contract every single day <laughs> and i would i would date it whatever date it was and then like ran i would just put random teams oh today i'm signing with you know Dallas Cowboys. And I would sign my signature the next day. Oh, I'm signing with the New York Jets. And I was just practicing my signature. So when the day would come, because I knew what it meant to, I, I knew the, the, the high that I would get when I signed a contract. So I started recreating that emotion every morning. And that got me going. I'm like, let's go, let's get to work. Why? Because this contract's waiting for you. So you better be ready for the opportunity. That's that an, makes any sense. Sergio, that's an incredible story, and it's a, a, really an incredible lesson that I think a lot of people can use, you know, in their lives moving forward. I'm curious, do you still stay in touch with Mr. Fulton? I actually have not, you know, and then that's why I say he was brought into my life for a short season, you know, because in San Antonio, uh, how the bus system works, if you don't have seniority, every three, four months, they change your route, and they changed his route within like two months. Um because I remember I would I would take bus 100 and then bus 522. I took two buses that morning, and uh, but no, I have not. So, uh, uh, you know, like I said, people are brought into your life for a reason, season, or lifetime, and and I'm very grateful for Mr. Fulton because 
it's been six years since I've heard that message. And till this day, I still have a vision board everywhere I go. doesn't matter if I was in Winnipeg, if I was in Ottawa, if I was in Vancouver, or if I'm here in New York and New Jersey now, Florham Park, I have my vision board in my wall because there's, yes, I'm part of the New York Jets organization now. Now it's just like, okay, now I can attack bigger goals that I would like to pursue. You know, our, our story isn't too um, unsimilar or dissimilar. Um, but what did that feel like Monday night football? You couldn't really share it with your family, you know, with them being there, seeing you live your dream. Because when you live your dream, you achieve your dream, you give them permission to live theirs. And you let them know that dreams do come true and they are possible. But how did you harness all that emotion that should have been running through your chest that you're kicking on Monday night football? against the New England Patriots? It's just, you know, one, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful, you know, for the opportunity because it's just crazy how, you know, in the off season, sometimes when I come back from Canada, you know, just I had to work as a substitute, you know, and or because I'm from a small town from La Jolla, Texas, where, you know, not a lot of people, uh, you know, there's starting to be more people who who are making something out of themselves. But it was it's just it's just I'm honestly, I'm just trying to lay the blueprint for the future generations. You know, like you can, I just want to be a testimony that to, to, to the young generations that it can be done that, uh, you know, anyone can make their dreams come true, but, you know, especially in La Jolla that a Mexican American who was literally, I'm the first one born in, uh, in the United States on both sides of my family, you know, it, it can be done. And, uh, you know, but it was just, uh, when I called my mom and my girl after the game, I was just lost of words. And I just, and I was just telling them that I'm just thankful for you guys sticking through me throughout the whole journey, especially in 2017, when I tore my ACL, it was, uh, you know, there was moments and I say moments because moments are small where I could have easily given up, you know, and those were the times where my mind was a little weak, but I was very fortunate for my mom and, and my, and my lady to, to stick, stick by me. We all have moments of weakness, but you know what they say, you can't have a test testimony without a test. Exactly. Exactly. Amen to that. Absolutely. Sergio, hang tight. Want to have more with you with the Jets kicker here on Inside the Jets presented by EY, building a better working world. Welcome back to Inside the Jets presented by EY, building a better working world. Dan Grasso, Bart Scott. We're joined by Jets kicker Sergio Castillo in our player guest segment presented by EY, building a better working world. So, Sergio, look, it's been a whirlwind story. You went through part of your tale up until now. What has the last month or so been like now that you're a member of the New York Jets? What has this experience been like for you here on this crazy journey? Uh, I think the first three, four weeks that I was here was still kind of surreal. And finally, this past bye week, I've been able to just sit down and, and relax because, you know, we're go, go, go with meetings and practice. And and um, it's just uh, like I said, it's just been I just been calling all my coaches and and my my family, you know, people I haven't been really been able to reach out to and just just tell them thank you, you know, for for playing the seed in me since I was uh, in seventh grade. You know, it all started with uh, Coach Armin Garza in seventh grade at Cesar Chavez Middle School, Coach Flores, Coach Garcia, you know, Coach Tamez, and just calling them and just telling them, being able to, you know, like they said, like you all said earlier, you know, they're living the dream through me. And it's just, um, you know, I'm just very glad that I was able to stick through the course. Now, soccer is your first love, right? I think we were talking off there. Soccer is your first love. You're a huge soccer fan. Um, how does that background help you become a better kicker 
and also, you know, um, as far as soccer, you know, when were you first introduced to the game as far as football, American football, and was soccer first? Okay. Um, first was baseball, though. My, ah. my first love was baseball and then soccer. Okay. And then, um, but I think I play goalkeeper in soccer. And soccer, I think, is uh, goal, playing goalkeeper is kind of similar in the sense with kicking. You can have all these good kicks. You can have all these saves. But if you have one missed kick, one bad, if you don't get to save one, it kind of falls on you. So I think mentally playing all those years, soccer prepared me to, to, to this situation where in kicking, you might only have two, three kicks, maybe only one. Same thing with so uh, playing goalie. You might only, you might have a bunch of saves, but if you miss the last one, it's kind of on you. Um, so I think that's how it's helped me mentally is just, you know, you got to take advantage of every opportunity that comes. How football came to me was, um, my freshman year in high school at La Jolla High School, I did not play football. I was just in band. I was in I was in the drum line. I, I played the sixth bass drum. And nice. um, on Wednesdays, we did not have band practice. So I went to go chill out with my soccer buddies every time on Wednesdays. And I remember Coach Damez, who was the head coach, and Coach Juan Osuna, who was my goalkeeper coach. Juan Osuna was, uh, in the late 90s, he was La Jolla's kicker goalkeeper and he was in band and he lived right across my grandma's house and i always saw him marching in his football uniform like i want to do that <laughs> so he was one of my idols growing up and so we were practicing soccer that one of those wednesdays and he brought some footballs out started kicking some field goals with him nothing serious football season was over in texas soccer season in high school is in the spring played soccer, soccer season was over. There was about two, three weeks weeks left of school left uh, for my freshman year to be over. And Coach Tamez calls me up. He's like, hey, Sergio, the football team's looking for a kicker. You remember that one time you were kicking last year, you know, in the fall? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you should go try out. I go try out. I, I didn't think much of it. I didn't like, honestly, I didn't like football. I did not. And, um, Fast forward to the summer passes by fast forward to August the 8th, 2006. We're in band camp and we're a big band. We're about like 200 band members. And so we had speakers all around our football field. And Mr. Adame, my band director was on, on, on the podium and he calls me through the, he, through the uh, speakers. He's like, hey, Sergio, Coach Villasenor, the head coach for football wants to talk to you. And I was just like, why does he want to talk to me? You know, I, I had totally forgotten about the tryout three, four months ago. And I remember going to, to, so I walked to the locker room and right next to the locker room is the, the weight room. And I remember seeing coach Aaron Garcia. He was a special teams coordinator and I, he, he was a bald and he was just like ripped, you know, as you really, just really in shape. Right. And I remember he was doing some cable flies and I was just so scared of him. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, coach Garcia, I'm Sergio. I think, you know, they called me over here. I don't know why. Like I said, I had totally forgotten about the tryout. And he walks me into the locker room. And I remember this big old painting in the locker room. It has a coyote because we're the coyotes of La Jolla. And it said Coyote Den. And that's the first thing I remember. And then I remember seeing two lockers. To my left, uh, Ricardo Cantu, Richard Cantu, number 24. And to my right, number 27, Joe Garza. There were the only two sophomores in varsity that year. And I see number 26, Sergio Castillo. And they're like, you're going to be a coyote. And I was just like, then the tryout. That, <laughs> I remember I had the tryout and they're like, hey, Serge, your tryout went really well. Welcome to the team. 
I was like, at that at that I point at that, at that point could you say no or were you scared <laughs> that the dude that the dude with the flies and all the veins coming out of his arms would put you yeah, in a chokehold if like, you said oh, no? You're my coach now, okay, okay. <laughs> and I remember talking to Coach Villasenor, the head coach. I'm like, look, Coach, I really love Ben, and if I can't march, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play ball, you know. And uh, and he's just like, no, just come once or twice a weekend after after school. And I remember on Wednesdays we didn't have band practice. So I would go for football and then Thursdays band practice was kind of chill. So I would go Thursdays, but every day at 6 a.m. My mom would drop me off at La Jolla high school and I get my kicking done in the morning. And uh, I remember my first field goal. It was October 13th, 2006. We we're playing in Donna high school. We went to overtime. It was 20 to 20. It was raining. And I remember I missed my extra point because I, um, one of my offensive linemen slipped because it was wet and they blocked it. So it was 20 to 20 and I lined up for a game winner, 26 yards left hash. I scored. I didn't know what to do. So I just yelled goal, just like in soccer. <laughs> no, no, no. Was it goal or was it goal? <laughs> it was like that. And then since the field was wet, I dove like a little soccer style celebration, you know, head first, you know, and that was the only time my Jersey got dirty that year. But, uh, that was my first field goal ever in high school against. Uh, it was Friday the thirteenth, two thousand six. Now tell me, tell me this because, you know, I've made big plays, right? And a lot of players make big plays, but nobody has that defining moment like a kicker because literally mm -hmm. you're the last. You can be the last play, and it's either you know, jubilation or it's, or it's failure, and it's like you know, it, it brings all the air out of the team. What's the feeling like when you hit that game-winning kick? like that goes through your body? Because we're excited as your teammates, but we're not the mm -hmm. one who kicked the football. Yeah. At, well, here's the thing, and I feel a lot of kickers can relate to this. As soon as uh, the ball comes off the, your foot, you know if it's going in. And uh, I've been very fortunate. Um, I've made all my, so far, all the game winners in my career. And uh, I don't, it's just, it, it's like everything goes in slow motion. Like the ball just goes slow the noise is canceled out and you just see the ball go through the through the through the goal post and like i said everything's for me it's slow and then before you know it everyone is just around you because you're you're just so in the moment it's just like i said uh, i don't know it's it's hard to realize uh, explain it's like you're in the movies you know how they slow down the movies sometimes yeah. and th that's just for me that's how it's been where it's just slow motion and i can just see the ball i can see the laces go end by end and uh, but that's how it is for me. But as soon as it comes off your foot, you know if it's going in or not. We're talking with Sergio Castillo here on Inside the Jets. I was told that you have a pretty cool story involving one of your former teammates there in Atlanta, Julio Jones. What is mm -hmm. that about? Or do you call him Quintoris? <laughs> I don't know if I can pronounce that. <laughs> um, so in 2014, Atlanta called me like, hey, Serge, we need a, a punter or kickoff guy. A punter and a kickoff guy. And uh, I'm, I, I'm like, shoot, I'll do whatever I got to do to make the team. I'll clean the restrooms if I have to. <laughs> and uh, I didn't punt or kickoff in college. I was a decent punter in the beginning of my college career, but I just focused on field goals. And I remember, you know, I show up and it was weird because we signed the contract first and then we did the workout. Normally it's the opposite. And, um, you know, we're going over the script. Hey, Serge, we're going to have four punts this way, four this way. We're going to flip it, such and such number, right? I can't remember the number of punts. But it was like a good 
chunk of punts we're going to do. And, and there's three fields in, in the Atlanta facility. There's field one, two, and three. On the third one is where the specialists kick, and then, like, where guys who are coming off an injury or do their rehab. And if I recall well, Julio was having um, – he I think he had something – he had something done – he messed up his foot his the year foot, before. Yeah, his foot, yeah. Lift and frame. he was doing his rehab there. He was, like, running and stuff like that. I'm doing so bad on punting. I don't even think we get past five punts and coach is just like, we're done. And I was like, holy shoot. I, I just signed a contract 10 minutes ago. I'm about to get cut in 10 minutes. <laughs> that was my mindset. And I'm like, coach, just let me kick field goals. Let me kick field goals. And I'm just begging, let me kick field goals. He's like, no, no, no. And Julio overheard. And he's like, and all I hear is coach, just let the kid kick. And I was just like, and coach was like, all right, we'll kick some. And uh, I don't know if he remembers that, but I thank him to this day. And um, I had a really good session of field goals. And uh, I honestly think that's what kept me on that team, that that that, that uh, training camp. Hey, don't, re don't remind him. He might send you an invoice. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Well, Sergio, that's a cool story. And, again, a, a lot of them certainly. And it's gotten you to the point you're at right now. And the Jets are lucky to have it because you've done a great job for them. So thank you for joining us and continued success here with the green and white. But we appreciate you hopping on inside the Jets. Thank you all for having me. You'll have a good one. All right, there's Jets kicker Sergio Castillo. More to do on Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. And welcome back to Inside the Jets, supported by Selective Insurance. Be uniquely insured. Dan Grassa and Bart Scott with you. And Bart, I know you got a little message for the folks, right? Absolutely. I want you guys to help MetLife celebrate the incredible workforce of the tri-state area. Submit your idea for a two-story high mural being installed at MetLife Stadium. For that, go to NYJets.com dot com slash MetLife to submit your designs today. Well, we get a little bit of news here that moving forward here, the Jets are going to take on the Chargers next up off the bye. Still looking for that elusive first win. Chargers, again, had another valiant effort, but no yep. dice for them in Miami. We do know that it's going to be Joe Flacco again under center because Sam Darnold has been ruled out again. The shoulder's not ready to go. But the Chargers, think about this. They're one of only three teams in the NFL right now yeah. through nine weeks that have not had a loss by more than one score. The Steelers, who are undefeated, haven't lost a game. The Chiefs, right. who, are, who have only lost one, and, and the Chargers, who are 2-7. and seven. They just can't finish. Um, they, they get there, they fight hard, um, they make big plays, but they just can't finish. And, you know, you talk about the situational football, they fall short. I think before last week, I think it was like they all six of their losses were by 24 points combined. Um, Anthony Lynn, who was a former Jet, who we have a lot of respect for, has that team playing hard. Herbert is playing oh. amazing. I think Herbert's has, been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL yeah, this he year. Only, yeah, he, Hands only had, down. he only has like just think he wasn't even supposed to play. You know, if it wasn't for the doctor punching oh Tyrod Taylor's lungs, you know, we wouldn't even been able to You're see send the doctor this a Christmas really, card, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, doctor better watch out for Tyrod. And on the, on oh, the other man. end. But um, this is a team that's very talented. We know, um, you know, Joey Bosa, Ingram. I know they, they've always been snake bitten by injuries, but they're a team that competes. And, and Keenan Allen is one of the best receivers in the game, not named Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, but, you know. And the old he, Jet, Kalen Balage getting some reps in the backfield for them just because they're know, so snake he, he, but, he, but he was the workhorse. Yep. And he was putting in work. And you know he's going to be my, my motivated. Call this the Balage Bowl because his teammates are going to stand up for him. And it's going to be a hard-fought test. You know, the Jets got a lot to you know, play for. They should be the fresher team. 
you know, they haven't, you know, they had a chance to rest their mind, but sometimes you can come out flat. It's going to be important this week that Adam Gase gets the boys going back and knock some of that rust off. Remember, Jets fans, you can watch Inside the Jets through the Jets app presented by BetMGM. Go to the App Store or Google Play right now and search official New York Jets. You know, you think about how crazy things are right now in the league, right? We're 10 weeks in. But on the AFC side specifically, you've got nine teams with at least six wins, yeah. which is just nuts. And I know that the NFL added the extra wild card team this year, but you talk about some of these playoff spots, they are going down to the wire. And right in our own division here in the AFC East, I mean, Miami and Buffalo, Bills drop a heartbreaker yesterday to Arizona. We right. talked about the Dolphins who get the win. They're going to butt heads in Buffalo week 17. That could be for the AFC's title. It's a fun race shaping up in this conference. It is, and it's like anybody that gets the wild card at losing their division is a legitimate threat to go all the yep. way. You know, whether that's Baltimore, whether that's Indianapolis or Tennessee. Has Baltimore dried off yet? I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that was like – that was oh, a car like, wash. It was like the end of days. It's like, are you serious? Then it was a swirling wind. It's oh just my like, gosh. It, it, you just get there, your, your feet and your, and your, your cleats. Are what just was like, the worst you one you what? played in, like a, a rain game? Do you remember off the top of your head? I can't think of a specific one, but I played in some bad ones in um, in Cleveland because Cleveland is right there by the lake. Right. So you get all that lake effect snow. Or lake and they had delays yesterday at the beginning. Yeah, lake effect. And that thing is built on a toxic uh, website too, man. It used to be a, like a waste waste place. So we saw it's called the Been playing call, like it. That's what they call it, the mistake by the lake because like it used to be like on a like on a like toxic ground. But they're playing well. You know, they're mutters, man. But I played in some crazy games. But it was a lot of that was playing in the AFC South, whether it was Pittsburgh and one of those cold, cold, rainy days where they used to actually paint the grass because they wanted oh, yeah. to slow the field down. Like green dirt. But th those are fun, and you kind of zone out. You know, you go to the side, but when you have to take those cleats off and you get back and you put them in your bag and you go to your locker, you're like, mm, burn those. Yeah, you don't want any part of that. So, again, the stuff we touched on earlier, you want to see that continued progress from the Jets. As you said, trip out to the West Coast. You're going to have to get your body clock acclimated and no. all those things. But don't, their don't, first... pull, don't pull a Gino and go no, to the No, you don't want to pay that. But first look at the new SoFi Stadium they have out there. That should be pretty cool. And, yeah. look, this is a team. It's a 2-7 and seven team record-wise that they're playing. But this is a team, as we said, a lot better than that record indicates. Yeah, absolutely. So you better go out there because they can embarrass you quickly. And they're looking at you like a, like a win that they want. We're going to be back again next week. It's good that we're back here today. Missed you, of course, during the bye week, my friend. Sure so no, we'll be no back call. last week. No of course call. I did. Bart Scott, I'm Dan Grasso. This is Inside the Jets, presented by EY, building a better working world. So long, everybody.